Go ahead and open up this morning to the book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles in chapter 32. 2 Chronicles in chapter 32 this morning. All right, good to see everybody. Good to be in the house of the Lord, amen? Good to be amongst the living. Praise the Lord. All right. Today is actually our back-to-school service, and all the children are getting ready to, amen, go back to school. Some people are starting school for the first time this year, praise the Lord. And so we're going to put some attention towards that here, towards uh, later in the service. But I want to jump off into a, a message this morning that the Lord gave me. Second Chronicles chapter 32 starting in verse 1 and I want to take a look at King Hezekiah and uh, just so give you a little history King Hezekiah was the son of Ahaz Ahaz uh, was his father was also the king prior to him and Ahaz was a, a man that uh, was considered an evil king he was a man that uh, began to establish and worship idols amen and uh, King Hezekiah his son his successor was actually the 13th king to be a successor of David so y'all are all familiar with King David right so King David amen we all know King David Hezekiah, amen, was a thir about 13 kings past David. But one thing I want you to know about King Hezekiah, amen, although his father decided to worship idols, although his father, amen, began to operate in wickedness over the course of 16 years, King Hezekiah was the one that had a heart for the Lord. In fact, the Bible even says that he open back up the doors of the house of God. He began to turn the people from worshiping idols and turned them toward worshiping the Lord, the one true God, the living God. Amen. Let's look here real quick in chapter 32 and verse 1. If you have it, say amen. He says, after these acts of faithfulness, do we have any faithful people in here? Anybody working towards being faithful? Praise the Lord. He says, after these acts of faithfulness, after he had shown to be faithful, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah and besieged the fortified cities and thought to break into them for himself. Now when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come and that he intended to make war on Jerusalem, he decided with his officers and his warriors to cut off the supply of water 
from the springs which were outside the city. And they helped him. So many people assembled and stopped up all the springs in the stream which flowed through the region saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find abundant water? And he took courage and rebuilt all the wall that had been broken down and erected towers on it and built another outside wall and strengthened the Milo in the city of David and made weapons and shields in great numbers. He appointed military officers over the people and gathered them to him in the square at the city gate and spoke encouragingly to them saying, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because the king of Assyria nor because of all the horde that is with him for the one with us is greater than the one with him with him is only an arm of flesh but with us is the lord our god to help us and to fight our battles and the people relied on the words of hezekiah king of judah amen let me pray this morning father we just come to you today in the name of jesus and lord we thank you for this time together Lord, we thank you for this word, God, and I just pray, God, that you anoint me to communicate your word this morning, God, in a way that's effective, in a way that encourages, in a way that empowers, God. Father, I just praise you, God, that you are faithful, Jesus. I thank you, God, that you're a God that we can rely on, that you're a God that we can trust. I thank you, Lord God. I just praise you, Lord, for what you're doing in this house. Forgive us for all of our sins this morning, Lord. Just wash us. Cleanse us and cover us in your son's precious blood. Father, we thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Amen. I see he puts up my topic on the board. I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about divine warrior. Amen. A divine warrior. Praise the Lord. And as I was sharing with you right here in 2 Chronicles in chapter 32, there's a little bit of feedback. In chapter 32 of 2 Chronicles, we're here looking at King Hezekiah. And I want to jump back real quick uh, into chapter 31 in verse 20, if you would, please. Amen. 31 in verse 20. Praise the Lord. And I want you to take a look at some words right here. Because what you begin, we begin to look at is where Hezekiah, amen, and, and, the, and, and, and the people of God are beginning to encounter uh, some attacks that are coming from the enemy right here in this time, amen. And the enemy here happened to be king, uh, uh, the king uh, of uh, Syria, amen. And we begin to see how... These attacks begin to come on them. But I want you to look right here at the, the, the history and the character of Hezekiah. Look at what it says here in 2 Chronicles. This is, amen, right after they had got done uh, tearing down the idols. This is right after they had begun to open up the, the house of God again where people could come in and worship, amen. There had been a time of 16 years, 
amen, where the people were led astray by their king and they were beginning to worship these idols and worship these other things. And we begin to see right here in chapter uh, 31 and verse 20, and this is what it says, Thus Hezekiah did throughout all Judea, Judah, and he did what was good. Amen. And this is a man that was doing what was good. And it goes on to say, he did not only what was good, but right and true before the Lord his God. This was a man, amen, that obeyed God. This was a man that was doing the work of the Lord. This is a man, amen, that was walking faithfully, the Bible said, amen, with God, amen. He was leading the people in a way that glorified God. He was bringing them back, amen, to a part of worship and worshiping the true God, right? In the next verse right there, is there another verse there? And he says, in every work which he began in the service of the house of God, in law and in commandment, seeking his God, he did with all of his heart, and look what the Bible says, and he prospered. Amen. So not only was this somebody that was faithful, not only was he doing the work of the Lord, but he was doing it with all of his heart. Amen. He was seeking God's guidance in his direction. He was seeking the will of God for the people. Amen. And as well as for his life. He was desiring for the people to obey the law of God, the commandments of God, and he did it with all of his heart. And the Bible said that he prospered, praise the Lord. How many of y'all know when you begin to give God all of your life, praise the Lord, and you begin to walk in a way that glorifies God, praise God, you're going to begin to prosper. Amen. You're going to begin to prosper in your life, praise the Lord. You're going to prosper, amen, in your spiritual life. Amen. And you're going to prosper in other ways. Y'all know that the scripture says in, in the Bible, amen, when it talks about Psalms in, in chapter 1, I believe it is. And it says, amen, that if you will walk with God, amen, everything that you touch will prosper. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I want you to take a look at this because here's a man that was walking upright. Here's a man that glorified God. Amen. Here's a man that did it with his whole heart. And then the next verse in, in verse in the next chapter of verse 1, if you can work with me today, I'm going to put you to work a little bit. And he says, after these acts of faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came and invaded Judah and besieged the fortified cities. How I many you know every time, if you're going to stand up for what's right with God, amen, that doesn't mean, amen, that you're not going to come against an attack. Can I get an Amen. When you make a decision to walk with God, when you make a decision to obey the Lord, when you make a decision to stand up for what's right, praise the Lord, when you make a decision to give your life to Christ, amen, you can expect a fight from the enemy. The enemy doesn't kick a dead horse, but he'll come after you, praise the Lord, amen, trying to hinder you from what God is doing. And he says, after these acts of faithfulness, amen, they came and they besieged the fortified cities. And thought to break into them for himself, the Bible says. Praise the Lord. In other words, the devil's going to try to come after some things even to those who are faithful. Somebody say, get ready. You know, sometimes we consider it, amen, as something weird when there's attacks that are coming in our lives. Praise the Lord. Amen. But that's something that's just going to take place. And so I want us to kind of take a look at this scripture today. Praise the Lord. Amen. And see... What happened? Let's look at verse 2 right here. He says, Now when Hezekiah saw 
that Sennacherib have come and that he intended to make war on Jerusalem. Next verse. He decided with his officers and his warriors to cut off the water supply of water for the springs which were outside the city and they helped him. Now this was a wise man, amen. He came to the men of God and the leaders that were surrounded around him that God had placed in his life in order to help him, amen. And he began to come together with them and, and try to put together a strategy, amen, in order to be able to overcome the enemy. And he began to put in place this, this thing right here. And, and he says, you know what, amen, these enemies are attacking us. Amen. But we've got to cut off their water supply. And there was a water that was running and it was running all the way through Jerusalem and out. Amen. And, they, the, and the enemies had access to this. And how many of y'all know without water, you can't continue to go forward, can you? You can't hang around very long if you don't have a source of water in your life. And he knew this. And so he says, we've got to cut off this water source. And I want you to look at it like this for just a moment. Amen. Sometimes whenever we come under attack of the enemies, we need to begin to identify areas where the enemy is attacking. And we need to begin to do our best to put things in place, amen, in some preparation, amen, in our lives in order to be able to hinder, not allow him to go forward in his attack. Can I get an amen? In other words, sometimes, amen, if the enemy's attacking in certain ways, we've got to put up some things in our life and cut off some avenues that he has in order to be feeding in those areas. Praise the Lord. Amen. Maybe it's because we've been participating in some gossip or something or listening to some people, amen, that are speaking death or negativity in our lives. Praise the God. And sometimes we've got to cut off that water supply, amen, and cut off that avenue in that area where the enemy can begin to have, amen, some ammo and some resources to come into our lives. But I want you to continue as we go forward. He come up with this strategy, it says, this plan right here. And how many of y'all know it's good to plan? It's good to prepare, right? It's good to do our part, amen, in order to be able to put things in place. The next verse is, he says, And so many people assembled and stopped up all the springs and the stream which flowed through the region, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find abundant water? And he took courage and he rebuilt all the wall, that had been broken down and erected towers on it and built another outside wall and strengthened the Milo in the city of David and made weapons and shields in great numbers, okay? So right here, he begins to establish some walls, amen. He begins to build a wall and even a wall outside the wall, amen, to stop the enemy, right? And sometimes we've got to put up some walls in our life in order to be able to stop the enemy from coming in, right? We've got to begin to fortify our city, praise the Lord, so that the enemy doesn't have an avenue in order to be able to uh, break through. Because sometimes the areas where he wants to come in and penetrate are the areas where we have a, an opening at. Am I right? Amen. Amen. Maybe it's something that we haven't really surrendered to God in our lives. Maybe it's an area that we haven't surrendered to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And how many of y'all know that's the area where the enemy's going to come in? 
Maybe it's in relationships that aren't fortified and strengthened in the Lord. And amen, that they're not committed, amen, fully, amen. We've got to fortify those and we've got to put some walls up and we've got to not allow the enemy in. You say, no, devil, we're not giving you a foothold today, amen. We know who we are in Christ and we know what we're committed to, praise the Lord. Amen. Sometimes that's something we have to even encounter in church because how many of y'all know, amen, even, even in the house of God, especially where God's moving and where God wants to begin to use you and place you, amen, and develop you and nourish you, there's going to be some warfare that's going to come forth, amen, because the enemy would love more than anything to get you out of the place that God has you, amen, in order to be able to attack you. And so we have to say, no, devil, amen, we're not going to believe those lies. We're not going to come in agreement with those, amen. Amen. But we're going to begin to rebuke those. Praise the Lord. We're going to take those thoughts captive. Amen. And we're going to stand on the truth of the word of God. See, it's important that you know, amen, who you are in Christ. And it's important that you know where God has you. Praise God. Otherwise, you're going to get tossed all over the place. Amen. You've got to settle it in your heart. Amen. It's kind of like whenever, you know, years ago I settled in my heart, you know, that, that I'm going to be committed to my marriage. Amen. At all costs, I'm going to be committed to my marriage. I've settled it in my heart no matter what. Hell or high water, amen, I'm in it, amen. For better and for worse, praise the Lord, amen. And so as a result, amen, that stopped the enemy from having an avenue in that area, even when things got challenging in my life. And how many of y'all know, Heather and I have had many challenges in our life. We've had many challenges in our marriage, praise the Lord, amen. But we know we've fortified it, we put up some walls, amen. And he goes there and he, and he says, and he, and he took courage and he rebuilt all the wall that had been broken down. Sometimes we've got to rebuild some things, Amen. And erected towers on it and built another outside wall and strengthened the Milo in the city of David. And made weapons and shields in great numbers. Amen. You know, and of course we need, weapons are good, praise the Lord. The word of God is our weapon and shields are good, the shield of faith. Amen. But I, I want to go a little further here. It says, and he appointed military officers over the people and he gathered them to him in the square at the city gate. And he spoke encouragingly to them, saying. Now, I want to kind of move forward for just a moment in what I was saying. Because it's good, amen, for us. It's good for us to have some preparation. It's good for us to put some things in place. It's good for us to not... Give the enemy a foothold or give him an avenue where he can come in. Are y'all with me today? But how many of y'all know that in itself is not enough? I love what he says right here, amen. He says he appointed military officers over the people and he gathered them to himself in the square at the city gate. And he began to speak encouraging words to him. Hezekiah the king, amen, he began to speak to the people. They were discouraged at this point. They were, they were concerned about whether they were going to be able to make it. Amen. The Bible says, amen, that Sennacherib had begun to come into these fortified cities. Amen. He began to penetrate into the camp. And to go to the next verse. But this is the words he gave them. And this is what I want you to grab a hold of right here. He said, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor because of all the horde that is with him. Amen. Now, the first part that he said, 
amen, and building the fortified walls, amen, and, and taking the water source from them. Those are all things that they did in their own strength and their own ability in order what they could do. They did what they could do. Sometimes we've got to do our part too, right? But how many of y'all know our part in itself is not enough? There's no way, amen, that Hezekiah, amen, and, 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 and his army would have been able to stand against, amen, the army of Assyria on their own. They could have made those walls. They could have cut off that water supply, amen. No matter what they did, they wouldn't have been able to stand against them, praise the Lord. But here he comes, and he comes to give encouraging words, amen. And this is where he begins to say, it's okay. Now, we've got to shift right here from just having preparation, praise the Lord, that's important and necessary. But he says, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor because of all the horde that is with him. For the one with us is greater than the one with him. Next verse. With him is only the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people relied on the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So here he comes. He comes and he brings a word of encouragement, right? He encourages the people and he says, look, amen. He says, it may look impossible and it, 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 it is impossible. But you've got to remember who our God is. He said, you've got to remember who our God is. Amen. He says, with them only an arm of flesh. Amen. In other words, they got this huge army, but it's all just, amen, made up of man and flesh. Praise the Lord. But our God, amen, our God is one that's going to fight our battles. And the people relied on his word. See, you've got to remember, praise the Lord, we can do all the preparation. We can do everything we need to do on our end. Amen. We can begin to stop the enemy from having, amen, resources to enter into our lives. But at the end of the day, the only way that we're going to be victorious over, over the enemy is when we begin to rely on the power of God in our lives. Are y'all with me today? It's through the power of God. Somebody say, God is good. So I want you to know today, saints, even if you're faithful, even if you're doing the right things, even if you're walking with God, you're still going to encounter attacks from the enemy. You're still going to, in fact, you're still going to deal with things. Amen. You're talking about a faithful man here. Praise the Lord. Just because you're faithful, just because you're obedient doesn't mean that you're never going to encounter any kind of warfare. And I want you to know right now, we're stepping into a new season. We're about to break ground on a church, amen, and build a church building, amen, that's going to be used in order to glorify God, amen. We're opening up the doors of the house of God, amen, in Ben Wheeler, Texas, and East Texas. And if you think that the enemy's not going to come and fight against us, amen, you're sadly mistaken. Are y'all with me today? He's going to fight hard against us. You think we're just going to be able to go do that without having to fight? Amen. I'm here to tell you today. Amen. That's not the case. The devil's not going to just lay down. Amen. And let this go forth without a fight. Praise the Lord. But I'm here to encourage you today. Amen. Like Hezekiah encouraged his people. 
I'm here to tell you, amen, the one that is with us is greater than the one that is with him. And we don't have to fight this in our own strength, but we've got to fight this in the power of God, amen. Because the Bible says that God will help us to fight our battles, praise the Lord, amen. See, it wasn't until he shifted this, and I'm here to tell you, God could have at any time in this process, he could have come in and shut down the Assyrian army. He could have stopped, amen, those, this battle from ever happening. Come on, I want that to, to, to sink in for a second. How did we even get to this? Why, why is Hezekiah even having to go through this? Why am I going through what I'm going through? Hello? Am I living right with God? Aren't I giving my life to Christ? I'm here to tell you, saints, amen. You're still going to go through some things. But the good thing is that God will use them. God was using this battle in order to bring Hezekiah and the, the people of God back where he wanted them to be. Are y'all with me today? The Bible says that he works all things for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Praise the Lord. He'll use the things in your life and the battles in your life to bring you into a point where you need to be. To where you're not just relying on yourself, but now you're beginning to rely on God. He was beginning to develop their faith in a whole nother way. Praise the Lord. Amen. And he was showing them what their source was. Amen. In order to overcome the battle. Because sometimes we try to do whatever we can in our own. Amen. And we try to do all the preparations and set everything up. And then we wonder why we're still having to deal with stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you, praise the Lord. Amen. That's good that you're doing that and it's necessary. But at the end of the day, amen, it's going to be God that's the one that is going to set you free. God is the one, that, the God of salvation. God is the one that's going to bring you through your situation. Praise the Lord. Are y'all with me today? Somebody say, God is good. You know, in both Testaments, the words salvation, it has a connotation of deliverance. Amen. How many of y'all been delivered in here? In other words, there's a struggle that we need to be rescued from. Anybody ever had a struggle they need to be rescued from? Anybody ever need to... How it be saved from some things. Praise the Lord. But we need help from one from the outside. We need help from one that's more powerful than ourselves. You know, and when we think about salvation and we think about deliverance, amen. They're thought of in terms of uh, physical circumstances, amen. As well as spiritual circumstances, Amen. We, we had a need for salvation. We had a need for deliverance from sin and from death. Am I right? But how many of y'all know we have a need, amen, from deliverance and from salvation, even in things in our life today? God is the God of salvation. He will save your soul, amen, and overcome sin and death. But he also wants to be your savior in situations right here on this earth, right now, amen. He wants to be your deliverer. And he will be if you'll rely on him and you'll trust in him. Amen. And he's going to begin to develop your faith. And he's going to use the things that you encounter. Amen. And in order to take you where he wants to take you. Can I get an amen? amen. 
It's so powerful what we see here, amen, because God is a divine warrior. He's one who is fighting on our behalf in order to bring deliverance, in order to rescue, in order for salvation from the challenges that we face in this life. I want you to know, amen, that God will fight your battles for you. Praise the Lord, amen, if you'll just allow him. It doesn't mean you're never going to go through a battle. But it means that God is going to fight it for you and with you. Come on, somebody. But you've got to rely on him. You've got to trust him. He's a great warrior coming to battle on your behalf. Come on now. Somebody needs to get excited right there because you say, I'm going through all kinds of battles. I'm going through all kinds of challenges and trials and tribulations and situations. And some of them look impossible. Amen. Well, praise God. We got one that's fighting for us. We got a divine warrior. A divine warrior. Somebody say a divine warrior. And he's fighting on our behalf. And the whole point is this, saints, that God is one who wins the victories. Hello, somebody. God doesn't need a sword. He doesn't need a shield. He doesn't even need a bow. Are y'all with me today? He's all powerful. And he's interested in our finding success and victory. But it's going to be through him. Somebody say through him. That's why we don't ever have to be hopeless. That's why we don't ever have to be defeated that's why hezekiah was telling him amen i'm coming to bring you a word of encouragement today don't fear don't be dismayed for our god is greater than the those of the flesh it doesn't matter what you're up against amen god is capable he's all powerful he's a way maker praise the lord And he's interested in helping you. He wants to fight your battles for you if you'll let him. Praise God. Somebody needs to get excited in here. Amen. God's going to help us fight our battles, the Bible says. Aren't you grateful you don't have to go and fight them by yourself? But you've got to rely on him and you've got to allow him to come in. You've got to invite him in to come and fight the battle with you and for you. Praise the Lord. Let's look at verse 9 real quick. <coughs> Excuse me. He says, after this, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, sent his servants to Jerusalem while he was besieging Lachish with all his forces with him against Hezekiah, king of Judah, and against all Judah who were at Jerusalem. And look what they were saying here. This is what the enemy came in. How many of y'all know? Amen. The man of God came in. He gave an encouraging word. He spoke truth. Amen. The people began to take heed. And they were, amen. They were like, okay, God is with us. We can do this. And right then, what happens? Amen. The enemy comes in. And he says, thus says Sennacherib. Amen. I want you to look at that. Say, thus says the devil, king of Assyria. On what are you trusting that you are remaining in Jerusalem under siege? What is this that you're trusting in? 
How many of y'all ever heard the enemy come in and tell you that before? Praise God. Next verse. Come on, I'm putting you to work. Is not Hezekiah misleading you? Ooh, by God. How many times has the enemy come in and told you, man, that man of God or that, whoo, he's misleading. He's just telling you something just to tell you. It's just cliche. It's just, it's not, it doesn't really work. It don't have no power. He's misleading you to give you, give yourself over to die by hunger and by thirst. Saying, the Lord our God will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria. He says, has not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and said to Judah and Jerusalem, you shall worship before one altar and on it you shall burn incense? Do you not know what I am and my fathers have done to all the people of the lands? In other words, he's saying, look what's happened in the past. Look what I've just well, look at what we've done in the past, man. Look what we've done to the people. Were the gods of the nation of the lands able to at all to deliver them their land from my hand? He said, Who was there among all the gods of those nations which my father utterly destroyed? Now I want you to look at this before because the Assyrian army, amen, had had victory and he had destroyed all these various things in the past, and they're saying, Where is their God then? Well, they were serving and worshiping gods, but it was false gods. It wasn't the one true God. So he was able to penetrate them, and he was able to have victory. Amen. He was able to, to deal with the people in the land. And that's what he's saying to them. What's happened in the past? What happened to you prior to being with Christ? What happened to you prior to relying on God, the one true God? Yeah, you were defeated. Yeah, the enemy had an avenue. Yeah, he penetrated. Praise the Lord. Amen. But guess what? It's not the same today. Amen. Because I have a new God, the one true God, the living God, and he's going to fight my battles for me. So you can't even look at the past and what's happened in the past. Because today is something new. Praise the Lord. You have the right one on your side. Amen. And he goes on to say that your God should be able to deliver you from my hand. He's trying to discourage them right there. Enemy's always going to try to come in right behind and discourage the word that's been shared. And he says, who therefore do you do not let Hezekiah deceive you or mislead you like this? Do not believe him. Anybody ever heard that? For no God of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people from my hand or from the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? Next verse. His servants spoke further against the Lord. God and against his servants, Hezekiah. They began to all run their mouths. Speaking death. Discouraging the people. Because he knows if he can get in their head, then he can win the victory. When the enemy can begin to win up here, praise the Lord. If he can get right here and get you to believe the lies that he has, then you're not going to be able to have trust in your God. You're not going to have confidence. Amen. You're going to walk defeated. And he wrote these letters to insult the Lord God of Israel. Amen. Next verse. And they called this out with a loud voice in the language of Judah to the people of Jerusalem. Look at this, they were even spoken in 
the language of, it wasn't even their native language, but they began to speak it in the language of the, the people they were coming against. Amen. To the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to frighten them and terrify them. Amen. That's what the enemy tried to do. He tried to come in and put fear in us. He tried to come in and terrify us. So that why? So that they might take the city. See, it's going to take us. Amen. Bible, Bible says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Praise the Lord. We're not going to be able to win this thing operating in fear. Amen. We're going to have to win this walk operating in faith. Amen. In victory. Are y'all with me today? We've got to remember who our God is. Praise the Lord. Next verse. And they spoke of the God of Jerusalem as of the gods of the people on the earth. The work of man's hands. Next verse. But King Hezekiah and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Abba's, prayed. Look at this. They prayed about this and they cried to heaven. They came to a point where everything that they had tried on their own, amen, wasn't enough. Every preparation, every strategy, amen. So they just, they went and they tapped into the source that was going to give them the victory. And he says, and they prayed about this and cried out to heaven. Amen. Next verse. And the Lord sent an angel. He didn't say he sent 400 angels. He didn't say he sent 200 angels. He said the Lord sent an angel. Come on, somebody. All you need is one angel from the Lord. And he says, and the angel who destroyed every mighty warrior, commander, and officer in the camp of the king of Assyria. Praise the Lord. When the men of God begin to come together and they begin to pray and go to God and cry out to the Lord. Amen. The Lord sent one angel and he wiped out the whole Assyrian army. Amen. And so he returned in shame to his own land. Praise the Lord. He, he left out of there with his tail tucked between his legs. Amen. Running the other way. Ashamed. Praise the Lord. Trying to figure out how he was defeated. Amen. <laughs> how did that happen? And when he had entered the temple of his God, some of his own children killed him there with the sword. Oh, my Lord. devil can't even trust his own people. And the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of the Sinic cherub, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others. And guided them on every side. I want you to look at that. A great man of God, a faithful man of God, but he still had to go through the fight. He still had to stand against the attack. And yes, he needed some preparation. And yes, he needed to get the leaders together. But at the end of the day, what he needed to do was cry out to God. Can I get the worship team to come forward? It's okay, you're going to go through some things. You're going to deal with some battles. Anybody who tells you different, amen. I don't know what kind of Christianity they're living in. Next verse. And look at this. And many were bringing gifts to the Lord at Jerusalem and choice presents to Hezekiah, king of Judah. 
so that he was exalted in the sight of all nations thereafter. He was exalted. God raised him up, not only the na his nation, amen, but all nations. Next verse. In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill, and he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah gave no return for the benefit he received because his heart was proud. Therefore, wrath came on him and on the Judah in Jerusalem. However, Hezekiah humbled the pride, praise the Lord, amen, of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come on them in the days of Hezekiah. Now Hezekiah had an immense riches and honor, and he made for himself tre treasures for silver, gold, precious stones, spices, shields, and all kinds of valuable articles. Next verse. Storehouses also for the produce of grain and wine and oil and pens for all kinds of cattle and sheep folds for the flocks. And he made cities. Amen. God began to bless him. Amen. God blessed him immensely. But not only that, but he made cities and acquired flocks and herds in abundance for God had given him very great wealth. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Next verse. Who gave him the wealth? It was Hezekiah who stopped the upper outlet of the waters of Gehan and directed them to the west side of the city of David. And Hezekiah prospered in all that he did, even in the matter of the envoys of the rulers of Babylon, who sent to him to inquire of the wonder that had happened in the land. God left him alone only to test him that he might know all that was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his deeds of devotion, behold, they are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. So Hezekiah slept with his fathers. In other words, he passed away. And they buried him in the upper section of the tombs of the sons of David. And all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem honored him at his death. And his son Manasseh became king in his place. Come on, stand to your feet this morning. Thank you, Father. I just want you to know one thing. We're going to go through some battles. We're going to deal with some challenges. And God's going to let us go through it. But I'm here to tell you, amen. He's a faithful God. He's an on-time God. He's a way-making God. If we'll just trust in Him, if we'll just walk upright, if we'll just rely on Him and live a life that glorifies Him. The Bible says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth from them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth from them all. Don't be dismayed. Don't fear. God is with us. And he's going to help us fight our battles. But we've got to call on him. We've got to cry out to him. We've got to trust him.
He's a way maker. He's a way maker. He's our defender. And he's the greatest defender you could ever have. Because he's all powerful. He's all knowing. He's victorious. He doesn't lose. You're on the winning team. The victory is yours. You just got to enforce that victory by relying on him, calling on him. He's going to fight your battles. So let me pray. Father, we just come to you this morning in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for the fact that you're a God that will stand by us, a God that will fight for us, a God that is our ever-present help in a time of need. I thank you, Jesus, that even you are our salvation, even in situations on this earth, as well as our salvation for eternal life. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that when we trust you, when we rely on you, when we put our hope in you, that we won't be dismayed, that we don't need to fear, that you're going to begin to fight our battles. Father, I just thank you for this today. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's worship the King this morning.